You're listening to the Holy Fit Podcast, a wellness podcast that takes the whole self to heart. Here, we bust diet fads, exercise myths, and talk everything from avocados to orgasms so you can thrive as your happiest, fittest self. I'm Francesca, and my purpose in hosting this podcast is for you to finally feel in control and empowered in your wellness journey. Expect conversations on types of workouts, diets, self-development, and intimacy from guests with credentials you can trust. Whether you are a bride-to-be needing guidance on getting in shape for your wedding day or simply want clarity in the overwhelming realm of health and wellness, this podcast is for you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Holy Fit Podcast. Let's dive in. with my mom and she's someone who is of that generation and no knock against them per se, but of that generation where there was a lot of debate and pushing of marketing, not that there's not today, but um, Adkins diet going on. I would say like a lot of fads were exist were in existence and not a ton of true information or simplified fitness and nutrition advice um, for that generation. Whereas now I feel like, and of course this could be just what I'm exposed to, um, and what my eyes have been open to and who I follow and things like that, of course. Um, but I feel like we've, you know, made progress in the fitness and nutrition world and gotten to the root of, okay, we don't need to cut out all carbohydrates to make progress and things like that. Um, but I was in conversation with her and, she was kind of just asking me, Francesca, what am I not supposed to be eating? Like, tell me what I should 100% remove from my diet so that I can lose weight and and make progress. And then like, what should I be eating instead? And that, of course, is a very loaded question. So um, I want to talk with you about that today in case you've ever had that question. And I want to first start with what you should not be eating. So I think this is such a good question and the fact that it shouldn't be a question um, from the standpoint of there shouldn't be anything that is totally restricted off your intake. Um, however, I think there's a caveat here. For example, myself in full dairy ice cream, <laughs> do not mix. I don't know if you feel the same way. Um, it could be about, you know, cheese. It could be gluten. It could be, I keep coming back to dairy because I think that is a big, uh, cause of discomfort for people. But if there is any sort of um, food item that causes you discomfort in any sort of way, diarrhea, constipation, nausea, bloating, inflammation, you name it. I mean, I don't want to say it's restricted, but out of love and care for yourself, I would put that on your what not to eat list. And now that it's 2022 and there's lots of talk about uh, labeling food as good or bad and how we don't want that to contribute to a potential negative relationship with food and eating in general, Uh, we don't want to cause any disordered eating, 
However, I think we want to come from your what not to eat list from the perspective of what does my body tell me it doesn't like? Like your relationship with your body is going to be the number one teller um, of what you should and should not be eating. So it's almost like that question, right? When I'm in conversation with my mom and she asks me, what should I not be eating? What do I need to remove? And like, get out of the house, I actually should ask that right back to her. And so I'll ask you, right? What should you not be eating? What should you, Sarah, Jessica, Megan, like what should you take out of your diet out of love for yourself, out of uh, desire to make progress in your fitness goals, you know? So that's really a question for you. That's not something that any registered dietitian or I mean, they could, they probably could tell you what you should not be eating based on a couple different panels, but um, that's a question for yourself. And I would just have grace throughout this entire episode with yourself because I, you know, I'm, I'm someone who, if I really want to go for full dairy ice cream, I'll do it. (laughs) I, I will regret it (laughs) the next couple days, but um, I'll do it. And so if you're thinking about some items that you still consume, even though you know they're not good for you and they're not going to make you feel good. Have grace with yourself. We're all human. Um, but jot down some some ideas of what like should be on that not consuming on a regular basis list for yourself. Um, so then I want to get into, of course, uh, now that we're we've covered what you should not be eating, and I, and I want to mention here too that even if there are some things on that. I don't think I should be eating this. It makes me feel yucky list. There are so many alternatives nowadays. Like if for me, for the full dairy example with ice cream, Ben and Jerry's has a great line of non-dairy ice cream and a lot of different flavors. Um, Beckon out here on the West Coast at Sprouts is a great line too. Um, I think they're my favorite to be honest with you, but there's a lot of alternatives nowadays that have been fully vetted, patented, they're in the store. So even though, you know, if you're making that list of, you know, I shouldn't be eating these things, like rest assured that there's probably an alternative for you to still enjoy something like that. Um, So digging into what you should be eating. The first thing I want to talk about here is portions. Now, that's not a list of what you should be eating. But I think when we, as women, ask, what should I be eating to lose weight? What should I be eating to gain muscle or look, quote, I have to make air quotes around this toned. Um, it's not an actual word to throw around. We can get into that another day. Um, but I think the first thing we think of as women is, when it comes to portions, what should I be eating? We think we should be eating bird food. Like we think we should be eating, okay, two eggs for breakfast with half a cup of strawberries. (laughs) And for lunch, I'm going to have a salad with chicken. And for dinner, I'm going to have chicken with vegetables and no rice, no carbs. Like, and that's not always, in fact, that's usually not the case. So Whatever history of learning about food and exercise you have 
that has created you to be where you are today is how you've been primed to answer this, right? So Sarah, Megan, um, what should you be eating to lose weight is going to be so different from the next person based on a multitude of different items. And a big, uh, a big piece of that puzzle to determine the portions that you should be eating and what you should be eating stems from your, your diet history. And I don't know if we think about that so much as women, because I know for my mom, for example, and I love my mom, I keep like, you know, bringing up my mom. (laughs) I do love my mom. Hey mom. Um, but for example, when my mom asks me, Francesca, what should I be eating to lose weight? She thinks and is primed to think based on her background of learning about this, whether that was true information or incorrect information is, oh, she's probably going to tell me that I need to have this limited amount of food throughout the day, this small amount at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, no snacks, right? But I will say after working with women since 2017, so it's been quite a while now, I would tell you that 95% of women who I've worked with to get to a better body composition have been under eating. And sometimes that under eating is significant. And I'll use a client, she's amazing, as an example, based on her body composition and where she was at with her weight and her activity level and and yada, 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 that multitude of things that I had mentioned, she should have been eating roughly 1,900 calories, 1,900 calories per day. And once we got into the nitty gritty of her day-to-day intake, we found out she was eating 900 calories per day. So I want you to put that into perspective for yourself before you ask Joe Schmo on the street who has XYZ credentials, what you should be eating to get to your goals. Ask yourself, what have I, with grace, (laughs) put my body through from a dieting perspective, from potentially an over-exercising perspective over the years to potentially make my body not cooperative with the methods that I've attempted? You know, there's a there's 100% possibility that you kick your butt in the gym. You're at Orange Theory classes. You're at F45 classes if you're here on the West Coast. You're at Barry's, all the things, okay? You're kicking your own butt. You are working hard. You're sweating up a storm, but you're not getting anywhere. And firstly, I want to tell you, It's not your fault. You're still wonderful. Um, But I want you to have, again, moment of grace for yourself and, and use that grace and really think about what have me, my, myself and my body gone through over the years as far as trying to get in good shape. Have I restricted food? Have I uh, like killed myself in the gym, done two days? What have I done over the years to put my body in an unresponsive state. So again, before we talk about what to eat, we want to talk about the portions. 
And those that portions, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys, it's 940 at night. <laughs> um, that portion concept, bear with me here. Um, this is actually the second time I'm recording this, is determined upon a lot of different things. And one of those things is going to be your diet history. So just recognize that before you dive into a new um, method of, I'm going to call it dieting because at the end of the day, your diet is just the food that you consume. It's, it's not, oh, I'm on a diet meaning I'm restricting these things. You can just say my diet consists of, um, and I want us to be able to use that freely on this podcast. Like diet doesn't have to equate to restricting of food. It doesn't have to equate to trying to get to a certain outcome. Um, your diet is just, it's, it's, it's a neutral word. It's, and I think we've again been primed and conditioned to think of diet as, restrictive, um, limiting, miserable. And I get that the general, not the general population, not the general consensus, but I get that nowadays there's a lot of people who are like anti-diet, anti-weight loss, um, love your body, love yourself. And I think they are coming from a good place. However, the term diet is it's objective. It's a neutral term. It means, hi, I'm Francesca and my diet consists of strawberries, almond butter, uh, bonza pasta. Let's see what I have for dinner tonight. You know, like it's, it's completely neutral. So I think it would be great on this podcast if we can start to reframe how marketing has made us view the term diet and instead take it for what it is, an objective neutral term that describes what what you consume on a daily basis, okay? So again, grace throughout this whole thing, but I really aim in this podcast to help you kind of reprogram how we think about some things in addition to being able to simplify fitness and nutritional excuse me, fitness and nutrition principles that actually work, right? That aren't marketing (laughs) difference there. So now that we've kind of talked about the portion side of things of what to eat for you, let's dive into the content. So what is going to make up that portion, right? Again, bear with me, 945. You guys got me, you feel me doing this for you. Um, so what I, I actually want you to do is take the macro cheat sheet that I'm going to leave in the show notes and it's free. Just download it. But I want you to think about the three macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And if you're on a date and you want to sound super nerdy and like, you know what you're talking about, there is a fourth one. It's called nucleic acids. It's not super relevant, (laughs) but if you want to, you know, have that bonus. There you go. So think about your favorite foods in each of these categories, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And I want you to take this macro cheat sheet, highlight or circle the ones that you really enjoy. And if you're not someone who is going to compete in a bodybuilding competition and you need to get to some insane body fat level, which 
is part of my background, so no hate there, but the the general population, right, is not trying to get to 12% body fat. So with that in mind, it's a really good idea, um, at least when you're beginning to start to put together a better plan for yourself, or should I just go ahead and use the term diet, a better diet for yourself to use balanced meals. And what does that actually mean, right? What I mean here by using the term balanced is a balance between all three of the carbohydrates, or I'm sorry, all three of the macronutrients. So a protein source, a carbohydrate source, and a fat source. Um, If you're vegan, I made some notes. Um, That can look like beans and rice with tofu topped with avocado. So the beans and the rice, for example, would be sources of carbohydrates and the tofu will serve as your protein source. So I got a little fancy when I was thinking about these combination of food items. And if you're an omnivore, the example I chose, funny enough, is bolognese pasta topped with cheese. Um, So the pasta would be your carbohydrate source the bolognese portion, which usually has a meat sauce, like it's a meat sauce, um, is your source of protein and the cheese would be your source of fat. And there's absolutely more that we can dive into there as far as, uh, how some foods are an example or source of both or multiple, uh, macronutrients. For example, cheese can give you a dose of protein in addition to being a fat source. Um, and we can dive into that into that in a different episode, but that is all for today. So I hope this provided some value. Please let me know your feedback, whether that's just on the audio side of things, or if it's um, questions pertaining to the content or anything that you would like to hear about moving forward. So again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Oh, my God.